You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com. And I'm with you on a day that's, you know, kind of, it's been kind of weird here in Nova Scotia. It it wanted to be sunny and then it started raining and now it's still raining and it's probably going to be raining for the next couple days. Not that it matters because everyone's staying inside, but still just kind of a, kind of a weird feeling day, I guess. I don't know. I I got outside a little bit. I went to the grocery store and finally found some disinfectant wipes. I'm not sure how effective they are, but they're Lysol and they're wipes and I got some. So that's that's my big win for the day. And there are reasons for that. We'll talk about today's OOTP's 2020 simulation game between the Reds and Blue Jays as they close up that three-game series in the second half of the program. But I wanted to start because I I did read something today on ESPN, and with the lack of actual sports being played, ESPN has turned to a lot of, you know, nostalgia pieces, looking back on, like, who had the best performance, um... You know, who had the best single game outing for each team, that sort of thing. Over the past couple days, they've been looking at the biggest one-hit wonders for each franchise. And, you know, I, I of course, scrolled down to the Toronto Blue Jays because that's what I do. I'm like, hmm, is it going to be Tony Batista when he hit those 41 home runs? Or is it going to be Eric Hinsky when he won Rookie of the Year? It was neither. Instead, ESPN chose the most recent big year, uh, certainly in the American League. Pretty sure it was in the National League as well. I read that the other day. So I'm going off memory, but 2016 seems like the most recent naming of a one-hit wonder. And of course, I'm talking about Aaron Sanchez, who, now according to ESPN, in 2016 was just the second pitcher to make 30 starts and only lose two games joining Randy freaking Johnson as the only players to do that that was of course the year that Sanchez led the American League in ERA with three he had 161 strikeouts and a war of 5.1 Obviously, the injuries have taken their toll on Aaron Sanchez, but this kind of begs the question, does Aaron Sanchez have any shots left at at moving out of the shadow of that 2016? I mean, he was the chosen one out of the major prospects that were coming up in that wave uh, that Alex Anthopoulos had. Anthony DiSclefani got traded. Justin Nicolino got traded. Noah Syndergaard got traded. Sanchez was the one they kept. And to think that they only got that one really good year out of him. 
and and that might be his only really good year. It it kind of makes you wonder, just you know, how how they managed to land on him. Like, I I think if you ask most Blue Jays fans now if they would have preferred to trade Aaron Sanchez or Noah Syndergaard in the R. A. Dickey deal, most Jays fans would have said, "Why are we trading for R. A. Dickey? He's forty. But I I'm pretty sure the consensus would be take Thor over the Sanchez. But, you know, you have to wonder just with all the injuries that Sanchez has had with the blister issues on his finger, with the shoulder surgery he underwent last year, does he have a chance at being any kind of productive, even as a reliever? Because he was productive as a reliever for the Blue Jays. That's something that ESPN didn't really go into and how he was a key part of that 2015 team when he was pitching out of the bullpen. Is there a chance for Sanchez to be able to come back? If you have been following the out of the park sim, that answer is no, because I mean, the best he could do in the offseason was a minor league deal with the Marlins. And anytime you're taking minor league deals with the Marlins, you are breathing life support onto your career. I mean, that is to say it can't be done. John Birdie was able to do that with a minor league deal with Miami. He's translated that into becoming a big league starter. A, a big league starter who gets drafted in fantasy drafts. I saw it happen with my own eyes. John Birdie was taken in a fantasy baseball draft. So it can happen, but... Do you, I don't think any of us really thought that would be it for Aaron Sanchez. And it it does show how fleeting baseball can be. Like you, you are literally on top of the world. One minute you're getting Cy Young votes. You're getting dollar signs in your eyes. Scott Boris is just rubbing his hands with glee, waiting for you to hit free agency. And then they change the stitching on the baseball. And then you start overcompensating and then everything gets thrown out of whack. And now you're waiting until 2021 to try and get your career back on track. It's it's part of what makes baseball so interesting. But at the same time, it also gives you a lot of things to just question, like, how how did it get to that point with Aaron Sanchez? How, how did the... Scouting get to that point where Aaron Sanchez was a guy who was kept. And then, you know, to be fair, Thor just had Tommy John surgery, which you probably shouldn't be having in this day and age. But he had it. So they both had their injury issues. But again, you know, that's that's just how prospects seem to work. Apparently, you get one guy who can give you that one great season. You get another guy who can be a rotation stalwart for years. That's that's the name of the game. It's it's funny how it works, and hopefully the Blue Jays have their you know rotation stalwarts set to come up when baseball resumes. But that will remain to be seen. Um, one other thing I just wanted to touch on uh, before we head into our break: um, there hasn't been much good news uh, with the virus and everything. And I just want to take a second to highlight one piece of good news that's related to what we've been talking about the past week. Um, You know, a ranger 
has to do a lot to get praise on this show. I mean, it is the team of Rugnet Odor, who may be the most punchable face in Major League Baseball. And I do not say that lightly. And I know Jose Bautista tried to punch that face and failed, but still the most punchable face possible. Anyway, one Ranger I've never been able to, like, work up the hate for is Shinsu Chu, the veteran Korean outfielder slash designated hitter who just, you know, puts his head down and quietly bats 290 with 20 home runs and, like, 15 stolen bases just because that's what he does. He is a machine. Well, today, Shinsu Chu managed to do something that MLB hasn't been able to commit to, and that's pay the minor leaguers. Chu announced he was sending $1,000 to all 190 players that the Rangers have on minor league deals. All of them were getting $1,000 from Chu. And, you know, on one hand, you hate seeing players have to step up where owners should be doing that, where the league should be doing that. But, you know, it just just shows you what kind of a class act – that Shin Suchu is. And um, again, ESPN uh, talked about one of the minor leaguers, Eli White, who had a non-roster deal with Texas. He sent Chu a text and Chu's response was all, don't worry about it. If you need more, let me know. I will help you out. That is freaking remarkable. And and for a guy who, you know, self-described, came over from Korea at age 20 didn't have anything, couldn't afford to to buy diapers for his son. To to see someone maintain that that level of of just awareness and and that humble nature. It it does make you remember the good in the world. And and we need reminders of the good in the world every day. There there are people who are out there fighting this battle every day. And people who are just trying to do what they can. And Shinsu Chu did what he could. It's $190,000. And and potentially more if a minor leaguer needs a little bit. But to see that kind of gesture and, and that kind of that top-down leadership, it's something that's ingrained in baseball. And honestly, we need to see more of it from the upper levels. Because the players can't just be leading this. There there has to be a top-down commitment to making sure everyone involved has the necessary resources to be able to weather the storm without fear. And, you know, it's just one industry and a lot of other people are hurting and they need that as well. But, you know, it, it is nice to see someone actually step up and do it. So, we're going to talk about the Blue Jays series finale with the Reds after this break. Just a reminder that this episode of Locked On Blue Jays is brought to you by Withings. Do you hate stepping on scales? I do because I'm massive. But maybe it's just because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale. They're still the best at it. Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale for 2020. So, if you're looking to lose weight... 
you got to have willpower, but you also got to have the right tools. And that's where Withings comes in with their smart scales that are known for their durability and exceptional user-friendly design. You just got to step on and data from every way in syncs automatically to an app on your phone. It's just that easy. You can do it Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. It gives you that option and you get all the stuff. Weight, full body composition, your weight trend, even the weather, just because it's that good. It can support eight different users and know who's who. And here's a deal for you. You can get 25% off the Withings Body Plus Scale right now at withings.com for a very limited time. You just go to the website, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com, enter slash MLB. You get 25% off that Body Plus Body Composition Scale. So that's withings.com slash MLB. Get 25% off that scale and start losing weight today. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So let's discuss what the heck happened today between the Reds and the Blue Jays in our Out of the Park 2020 simulation game. Because it was definitely a roller coaster of emotions. It started in that first inning when Tanner Roark gave up back-to-back home runs to Joey Votto and Nick Castellanos, and you're just like, oh, here we go again. This is great. This is what I want to see. Now, to Roark's credit, he settled down pretty much after that, only gave up one run over the remaining five innings, struck out nine in the game. I didn't know Tanner Roark had strikeout stuff, but he was dealing today after those back-to-back bombs. And then as as Roark went deep into the game, you're, you're looking at that offense. And it was it was a weird lineup. It had Joe Panic in there for his first game of, of 2020 in place of Bo Bichette, who was batting like 180 entering the game. It um, had Anthony Alford in the lineup for Randall Grichuk, who was batting 091. And Reese McGuire was getting a start for Danny Jansen. So it, so it was a weird like kind of bench lineup. And you're just looking at it and like, oh, what's, what is going to happen? And you did see the Blue Jays start to crawl back, but it was all on the bat of one guy again. And of course it was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He had that sacrifice fly to bring home Alfred um, in the sixth inning to make it a one-run game. And then he had the home run in the bottom of the eighth off Cody Reed to put the Blue Jays up. And, you know, you had you had your fingers crossed. You're like, maybe this is good enough. Maybe we just need Vladdy to keep doing that and, and this game can be stolen. And then Charlie Montoyo sends out Ken Giles. And, you know, there was a whole thing last year with Ken Giles pitching in back-to-back games. And you wondered, especially given that Giles had a miserable time in yesterday's contest needing 25 pitches to nail down his first save of the season. And you really question it. Like, why wouldn't you go to Anthony Bass immediately? Why wouldn't you see what Thomas Minone had? But Giles is the one who came out, and that first pitch to Eugenio Suarez, just, it was a no-doubter. It was a flat fastball. 
It was it was subpar from Giles. It only clocked at 94 miles an hour. And like the second he did that, he's like, okay, this has been a huge mistake. This is Job on a Segway. Just like made a huge mistake. And you know, it just got worse because apparently all Shogo Akiyama does is hit doubles in the ninth inning and, you know, putting himself and Jesse Winker in prime position to to take that lead. It it had to be tough on Anthony Bass to come in there and, and know that he had to be flawless with Winker on first to begin with. But Akiyama just seems to be, be able to, to hit get those clutch hits when he needs them. And then Mark freaking Payton. Let's talk about Mark Payton. Mark Payton did not have an MLB hit coming into this game. He's a rookie at 28, managed to make the Reds out of spring training. Just been, you know, a, a guy off the bench, especially in that loaded Reds outfield. Just able to come in. He he did have an insane season at AAA last season at Las Vegas. He had 30 home runs and a 334 batting average. It's what got him the deal with Cincinnati. But he is also a guy who you cannot let beat you. And Anthony Bass let Mark Payton beat him with that single. And with the bottom of the lineup due up, you knew nothing was going to change. So it it was a roller coaster affair but it was one you knew was going to peter out at the end the second you hit that that last dip like you knew there was no coming back for that and that's a shame cuz that that would have been a winning record for the blue jays heading into their series with the yankees that starts tomorrow and they get masatanaka in the opening game and that's never fun I, I know Tanaka's track record against the Blue Jays is checkered, but still, you don't want to have to go into that matchup looking to move to 500. Because that is the goal for the Blue Jays, right? 500 in 2020, that's what we're aiming for. It, it will remain to be seen. This is a brutal schedule to open the season. You go Boston... You go Cincinnati, who's who's vastly improved their roster. You go the Yankees, and then you get Philly after this for two games. It's just, it's a difficult stretch to open up. And the fact that the Blue Jays are close to 500 after a week, that is a positive thing to take away. Just, it would be nice to see someone other than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. take the reins on offense for this team. We'll see what happens in Yankee Stadium. Um, Tomorrow's matchup is Tanaka against Matt Shoemaker. Shoemaker will look to rebound after a dreadful start against Boston during that series. So we will be talking about it tomorrow here on the podcast. Just a reminder, if you're not following me on Twitter, you're missing out on all these game updates. So do so at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. You can subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, 
Himalaya, however you get your podcast, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and get to follow the travails of the Blue Jays in 2020 as this program would see it out. And follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked on Jays. And we will be back tomorrow with more things to talk about because, hey, we're creating our own content here. That's what we got to do in these times. So if you're getting any kind of escape out of it, that's that's the goal. So we'll keep doing it for you. So for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jaysrunacouch.com, I'm A.G. Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. Now tell your smart device, hey, play Locked On MLB to get the latest episode with Sully and get that comedy fix in your ear. He's a Boston fan, so he, he didn't take the split very well. So listen to that. Enjoy. And y'all take care.